frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Don't you understand, George? It's because you were not born. Film church. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. Well, uh, you know, I appreciate there's things about me that you find unacceptable. There's things about you I find unacceptable. There's things about this conversation I find unacceptable. We're going to have to meet somewhere. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) And welcome to Film Church Radio, the podcast that treats cinema as a religion. It's Sunday. I'm Brandon. I'm Lewis. And we're here to talk about movies. Each week, Lewis and I alternate picking a film for both of us to watch and discuss. But it is January 1st. Happy New Year. 2023. Happy New Year. Crazy. Um, Yeah, normally we uh, each pick a film for both both of us to watch and discuss, but since it is January 1st, we're going to do our favorite watches of 2022. So this includes everything that we've watched that is new to us. So it could be from the year 2022. It could be from the year... 1922 we'll find out but the stipulation is that it's the that the year 2022 was the first time we saw this film so our favorite top five favorite picks which was extremely difficult (laughs) to choose (laughs) this year we did the same thing last year when we first started the podcast um and i just listened to that episode yesterday just to kind of refresh my memory of what we picked and how we formatted the episode. Um, And I had 14 that I had to whittle down to five last year. This year it was 40. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So basically what I did was go through my letterboxed account and just go through the entire year and marking films that I was, that could potentially be in my top five. Um, ended up with 40 and then, yeah, I had to whittle that down, which was difficult. How, how was the process for you? Yeah. I mean, I've been thinking about it for, for a a little while. Um, and I think that because last year we enjoyed doing it so much that I think throughout the year I've been like semi-conscious of it. Uh huh. So I've kind of been preparing all year. So there's been, there was two or three that I knew were going to make the list. Yeah. Um, but like the last two spots was very hard to do. And my number five literally changed today. Yeah. Before we sat down. So it's been, yeah, it's been, you know. Yeah, I had a really hard time with this, especially the top, I mean, the top five, but like there, I basically had a top 10 that I could not figure out what to take out. Um. Yeah, so I can't wait to hear what yeah. yours are. But I also mm-hmm. had some documentaries that, that I basically took all of them out like I did last yeah. year because I was like, that. I mean, that was an easy way to eliminate some films was be like, don't include docs. But yeah. man, uh, there are five documentaries that I saw this year that I absolutely loved that we'll wow. talk about after yeah. we talk about our top five wow. and some of our other picks too, I'm sure. Yeah. We're also going to talk about our favorite 
uh, episode of Film Church Radio from the from last year. Yeah, and uh, yeah, can't wait to yeah get into this. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to do like we did last year, and then one of us do all of them, and the other do all of them, or should we each do a countdown? Like yeah, like I do five, you do five. Let's do that. And then I do four, you do four. Yeah. Okay, let's, cool. Let's do it that way. Um, who's first? <laughs> <laughs> As you're hosting, do you want me to go first? Sure. Yes. Cool. Okay. So my number five, jumping straight in, um, and this is what has changed recently, um, is a film. I've, I've tried to stay away from films that we talked about on the show. Just uh-huh. because I'm like, we've talked about him on the show. I don't want to kind of just reiterate the same points. Yeah. But with this one, I don't feel like like I could. I think that this was, you know, definitely one of my favorite films that I watched this year. Um, yeah. And it's Souvenir Part 2. Nice. It's a film that I had like the highest expectations for. Yeah. And it just surpassed them in every way. Yeah. Um, it's just a great development and progression from the first yeah. Um, tonally and thematically a different film you know it doesn't it sits alongside it really well but it feels fresh and different Yeah. Um, and takes huge steps in like new interesting directions that um, I didn't think it was going to go in um, yeah. Joanna Hogg is just an incredibly interesting director Yeah. Um, and I love both of these films and it was a toss up between what I chose for our, my favorite conversation that we've had um, mm-hmm. on the podcast and this one but I, I like to think of the souvenir and the souvenir part two as like two shows, like one yeah. show together. Yeah. Um, and I didn't want to split them up. Yeah. So this is why this is my number five. Nice. Souvenir part two. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I like it, it was one that kind of went in and out of my list as well. Yeah. Such a good film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Um, my number five is A Simple Plan from nice. 1998, directed okay. by Sam Raimi. Um, yeah, just so what I did, what I did again this year um, to kind of whittle down what films I was going to choose. Uh, mm. I once I got that list of 40 films, I basically started going through and watching the trailers for each film because I did not obviously have time to rewatch all 40 films. <laughs> <laughs> Taking it super um, seriously. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just, you know, to kind of refresh my memory of what the film was about and also my experience, you know, how I felt watching the film. And it's just such a well-crafted movie. I mean, it yeah. kind of hits all the points that you want it to hit. It's it's engaging. It's It's creative. Bill Paxton gives an amazing performance. Billy Bob Thornton, Bridget Fonda, um, and just such um, I don't know. Like when you talk about Sam Raimi, people always talk about Evil Dead and Spider Man. Yeah. Um, but he's also just an incredible filmmaker. Yeah. You know? And he and he kind of proves it with this movie. Um, yeah, I love it. That's it awesome. Great. Yeah, a good pick. Yeah. Um, Going into number four then. Um, Coming in at number four. (laughs) um, I feel like quite a lot of my picks kind of revolve around um, 
areas um areas or eras i should say not them together um that like i've been really interested in this year and like I've, i feel like i've i've honed in on because i know on the last show we asked each other you know have you got any like film um resolutions you know and and mine was to jump into either a director or an era and like really familiar my familiarize myself with it and i feel like i've done that in a few areas um so my number four that i picked is from new hollywood um from the 70s it's from 1971 it's the last picture show oh nice um, directed by peter bogdanovich and honestly um i watched two bogdanovich films that i really like this year and it was a toss-up between this one or what's up dog um really like what's up dog i was very surprised with it but this one kind of edged it um because i think that as a just as a kind of an example of new hollywood and like the things that have attracted me to that this year i think this film's got all of it um and also bogdanovich passed away this year so it felt like i kind of had to watch a lot of his films you know films that i'd missed um it's just such a great story of like small town people wanting to grow and the circumstances like you were born into wanting to kind of out outgrow you know where you are at that point in time um which i feel like i've you know been through a few times in my life and and not really realized or like taken advantage of where i am Mm -hmm. um and it spoke to me and then just you know not realizing that this part of your life is the part that you're going to look back on as like the golden period yeah Mm -hmm. you know yeah um and it's kind of tinged with that and then you know sybil shepherd's incredible jeff bridges is in it as a very young like like a teenager which is always great to see that's cool um and i can just it's one of those films i can just remember like the situation in which i watched it It was like late at night and i put it on i was just like transfixed um and it's yeah definitely one of my favorite films of the year that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I feel like that's a movie that you'll hear about all the time. Yeah. You know, as a as a cinephile, as a mm-hmm. film, as a studier of film. Uh I've never seen it, but I I can imagine that it I would love it. Yeah, I'm sure you Just would. Just because yeah. I mean everybody talks about it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So And Bogdanovich is so like steeped in the history of cinema. Mm-hmm. that it's hard not to kind of be rooting for him because you yeah. can, you know, you can see that he just loves what he's doing. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, I mean, I can't wait to go back. Every film that on here, I'm like, I want to go and watch it right now. Yeah. When did you watch it? Like at what point in the year was it? <clears throat> it was, it was shortly after um, we we had talked about like being there. Uh huh. Cause yeah. I got really into like Hal Ashby. So I watched like Harold and Maud, which could have easily made the list. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was kind of around that area because yeah. I was like, you know, all these films from the 70s by these, you know, I watched a lot of early Scorsese as well around the same time. And yeah, um, yeah, it was like just before the summer, I think. Okay, cool. Yeah. Nice. Sweet. Um, my number four, you're going to love this one. Yeah. <laughs> Is The Apartment. Morbius. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Morbius, but uh, it did pop up on my letterboxed list of like lowest rated films of the year. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is The Apartment from 1960, um, yeah. directed by Billy Wilder, 
Jack Lemmon, Shirley MacLaine. Obviously, um, if you're a fan of the show, you know that we covered this movie in an entire episode, mm. so I won't get into it, but you know, I won't talk about the film too much, I guess. But yeah, just basically looking through the list and being like, that was that was definitely one of my favorite watches of the year. Just because yeah. like Jack Lemon and Shirley MacLaine are incredible in the film. It was so different from anything that I've seen from that time period, you know, in a black yeah. and white uh kind of old movie. Mm. Just had it it was so much more it was so ahead of its time, I think. Yeah, that it that it just is, um, it just stuck out to me as something really incredible. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, it's it's a film. I think that it, it took me a long time to really appreciate. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think because it is a bit dark. You know, you watch some like it hot, and it's and it's a lot like it's a blast. But with this, like as we talked about on the show, there's a lot of darkness in there that is kind of addressed up front. So it is, you know, for a 17-year-old that's just looking to watch Marilyn Monroe on screen, it's a, it's a bit of a harsh reality to come to. Yeah. You know, but, I mean, it's yeah, it's phenomenal. I yeah. just love it. I'm glad you picked it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Um, so coming in at number three. Number three. Um, I chose um, Patha Panchali, which is from 1955, uh, directed by um, Satyajit Ray, who is an Indian director, uh, part of the Apu trilogy. Um, okay. And it's it, the Apu trilogy is something that I, I put my I bought on Criterion um, in one of the sales because I'd heard so many people talk about it, um, especially Mark Cousins when he did his story of film. There's a there's like an extended bit where he talks about some certain parts of, especially Patha Panchali. Um, so I'd end up on my to watch list for a while and I bought it and it was I think I just watched it over like a weekend. I watched all three pretty close together. Um and this was the one that really like stood out. It's the first one of the trilogy. Okay. Um and I was just it, I was just taken completely unaware by like just the story about family and and how you develop as a person, like with the surroundings, you know. Um just beautifully shot and acted um, and just a really human story that shows a situation that we would never have experienced otherwise. You know, part of the beauty of cinema is showing us people, places, things that would never otherwise be able to see. And I think that this just fit into that mold so well, you know, it's, it's, you know, impoverished India, these characters, you know, I have no idea. Again, we, I know we've spoken about, about it, but it's like it takes you a while to get into it because there's so much depth that you don't get at first. Yeah. Because it's all about cultural stuff and you know, kind of how people are brought up. But um yeah. It, yeah. it was amazing. And it was to the point where I was like there was a certain thing that I could see coming that it was gonna do, and I was like pleading with the film for it not to do it. Mm. You know like story wise not that it was not that it it was a um it would make the film bad but i was just so invested in the characters that i was like don't do this like yeah. i know where it's going please don't do it 
Yeah. And I and I don't feel like that very often. Yeah. You know, it had just a real emotional pull on me. Yeah. Um where you cared that deeply about Yeah, what was happening the to characters. these characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um it's just so like unassuming and, and light touch and yeah, it's great. I love that. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. I'm definitely gonna have to watch them. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Yeah. It is. <laughs> <laughs> um, my number three. See, I did not. I did not do what you did, where I picked mm. films that we didn't talk about. On the but show. yeah, it was hard though. <laughs> I mean, there was literally yeah. like there was so many that I could have picked. Yeah, we watched. We watched a lot of good. We talked about a lot yeah. of good films on the show. Yeah. Um. But and a lot of them like. It's funny because some of them were very early on in the year, um, mm. which is what my number three is. And it's Wander Darkly. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. From, I think, I guess 2020. Because mm. um, that was the year, what is it labeled on IMDb? Yeah, 2020. That was the year it was showing at Sundance. Um, yeah, just when I went back and watched the trailer, it was like, so emotional yeah yeah (laughs) yeah um and just remembering what a good film it is and yeah how it made me feel while watching it and Mm -hmm. the performances are amazing um sienna miller diego luna are both incredible in the film Mm -hmm. uh directed by tara mealy and uh yeah just so incredibly good yeah I had to include it and recommend it to That's people great. again. It's yeah. it's amazing. I, it should still be on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, if people want to check it out. But and the photo I sent to you of me in floods of tears after I'd watched <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Ugh, it's so good. I got I gotta yeah. watch it again very soon. I just know it's gonna like that. I do want to watch it again soon. It's like the emotional battering that I'm gonna be in for. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm. I just know it's going to yeah. set me off again. It's not one that I'm going to watch and feel like eh, the emotional weight's gone now. Yeah. You know, it's still going to be there. So, yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. It's very good. That's going to be um, the whole show, this episode, just a, for yeah. everybody. It's just me t- saying the movie and being like, it was really good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I mean, there is a whole episode where we dive into it, so you can go mm-hmm. listen yeah. to that. Yeah, you sure can. <laughs> Coming in at number two. Number two. Yeah. Um, I have to thank Mitch um, for picking Thief nice. as part of. Uh, yeah. Thief isn't my pick. Thief is, like nearly oh. made it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I thought it was going to be Thief. Yeah. Um, because he picked Thief and then it started me on this. Um, I've written in my notes to fill in the man gaps. Um, <laughs> but I don't think that's that's exactly what I meant. Um, to fill in the gaps in my Michael Mann filmography. Um, <laughs> so my number man two. the gaps. <laughs> my number two is Heat from 1995. Nice. Um, <laughs> just... Just watching Pacino and De Niro at like the height of their career, mm-hmm. like just sparring off against each other and just putting in wonderful performances is, you know, 
good enough. Yeah. But the the film is so good and the script is so tight and like the action pieces are so well choreographed and it's just like tense and like it just oh it's just perfect, you know? And yeah. it was it was one of those times where it was like I'd put Amelia to bed and and Chelsea was working late and I was like, okay, I'm gonna probably watch the first like hour and a half of Heat, you know, and then finish it tomorrow. And then before I knew it, it was like quarter past one in the morning. And yeah. I was like, I've just watched all of Heat, <laughs> you know. Um, That's what happens. Yeah, I, it's I, I can't believe it's taken me this long to watch it. Um, it's just a blast. Every single minute is so good, um, and I loved it. Yeah. So yeah, That's Heat perfect. is my number two. See, Thief would have made it too. Yeah, I think if it was yeah. a top ten. Yeah. Uh, see, I um, yeah. After I, I've seen Heat before. Uh, but yeah. I haven't I haven't watched it in in, in a while. Mm. Um and after we watched Steve, I was like, okay, I really need to rewatch Heat. Yeah. Um but I haven't I haven't done it yet, but I, I need to very, very soon. Because I feel like I mean when I originally saw Heat for the first time, um I was just so it I it just seems so distant now like it just seems yeah. so early in my cinema yeah loving journey <laughs> that like i i feel like i would be viewing it with very different eyes now yeah so i i really want to go rewatch it um and i think yeah. it just like it doubled in enjoyment because i'd watched thief like a few days before yeah mm-hmm. and it was just such a good like continuation of that and yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. bro that's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Your number two? My number two is Swan Song mm. from 2021. Now, this is not the other movie titled Swan Song from 2021, starring <laughs> Mahershala Ali on Apple TV+. Plus. It is not that one. Okay. There are two films from 2021 titled Swan Song. Um, this one, (laughs) this one is directed by Todd Stevens Mm -hmm. and it stars Udo, Udo Kair. Okay. Um, and, uh, the, just to give you the letterboxed summary, an aging hairdresser escapes his nursing home to embark on an odyssey across his small town to style a dead woman's ha- hair for her funeral, <laughs> rediscovering his spark along the way. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, this was a film that I watched early in 2022. Yeah. Uh, I think it's on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've it's constantly kind of been in my mind since I've seen it. Um, but just rewatching the trailer and kind of thinking about the experience of watching it again, it it yeah. I just had to include it. Um, That's awesome. It is. Uh, it's like a very low budget film. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like this. It's kind of like a deep character study on this aging man that's in a nursing home. Um, and he's gay, so it's like this. Uh it's like it's about you know the lgbtq community on top of being about like uh 
being old and, yeah. and feeling like you're, you know, your life has already passed you by and all the regrets you have are mm. just going to continue to be regrets and there's no, um, there's nothing ahead of you. Yeah. But then kind of breaking down those, those kind of thoughts and going onward and like having an adventure anyway. Wow. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful film. Like despite the low budgetness and everything, like the themes and the yeah, um, the thoughts come through, mm -hmm. and yeah, it's just it's an incredibly beautiful film. Yeah. Um. And I I don't know much about the actor uh, Udo Kier. Yeah. Um, like he gives a really beautiful performance, but when I looked him up, I realized oh he's in uh. Puppet Master, The Littlest Reich, which is the one feature film that I have my name in the credits yes. on. So I was like, yeah, cool. Um, and who knows? I might have actually bumped into him. I don't really know. I mean, this was mm. like, this This has been like five or six years ago. And yeah. I, I didn't know anybody's name except a couple people on the set. So, And I was there for one day. So it was like, yeah. you know. I don't really remember, but yeah. um, he is in the film, and if that's you, awesome, yeah. So it's like it's kind of cool, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's my number two. It it oh. is it is really a beautiful film. Like I can't wait yeah. to go back and rewatch it. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. I've added, I've added it to my to watch list. Sweet. So yeah, I can remember it. Took, I think it came out later in England because I can remember the podcast that I listened to. Um, that review like new releases talking about it, mm -hmm. and I can yeah. remember at the time thinking this sounds interesting, you know, yeah, because the title didn't ring a bell, and then as soon as I pulled it up on that, I was like, there, I know, okay, I know what yeah. this is, yeah, and yeah. there was there was trailers for it too, um, at like Alamo, mm. Alamo Draft House, oh and yeah. Stuff. yeah, yeah, I've probably seen the trailer as well, then. yeah, sweet, yeah, cool, all right, here we are, we're yeah. here, top number watch one, watch of the year, I know. Crazy. What is it gonna be? Should I guess? I'm yes. not gonna. I'm not gonna. No, you're not gonna. I was gonna <laughs> say if no you way. knew if you knew that this was my top watch of the year, I'd be surprised. I have no idea. I'm I, pretty sure it's not from 2022. It's it's not. <laughs> I have got like I have written down what my favorite film of 2022 was. Yeah. Um, so we can talk about that. Yes. Because my favorite is not from 2022 either. But I do okay, want to cool. know what your favorite of 2022 is. Yeah. I'm going to say that your favorite film is from 1964. Oh, no. 1957. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Earlier. Because last, last year both of our picks were from 1964. Is your pick from 1964? That would have No, been. not this year. But okay, last cool. year both of ours were. Is it from 1957 this year? No. Oh. <laughs> We could have kept this trend going. <laughs> yeah, it's from. Well, I, I won't tell you because you'll okay. guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, Nineteen fifty-seven. Hmm. Yeah. Directed by Billy Wilder. It isn't. It's directed by another director that I've like gone full. Um, I need to watch everything mode this year. Um, is it a Japanese director? It is. Well, I know that much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So <laughs> It's um, from director Akira Kurosawa. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, I, duh. Um, like I should have like guessed that <laughs> at least. Yeah. I thought that's where we were going. Oh, I was like, <laughs> um, it was like the and, one thing I could have guessed. 
Um, I've watched a bunch of Kurosawa films this year. Um, but the one that kind of really resonated with me and I think about all the time is Throne of Blood um, from 1957. It is a retelling of Macbeth, um, but set in 16th century Japan, um, which uh-huh. is already like interesting. I know that a few weeks ago when we talked about Pinocchio, I was talking about how I really like stories that transplant stories that we already know to add another layer to it. Yeah. Um, and I feel like this is like a perfect example of that. Yeah. Um, especially in the same year that, you know, the tragedy of Macbeth was nominated for Oscars and stuff. Um, this just really like spoke to me, you know, um, it's the visuals are just hypnotic. There's some really in, like incredible set pieces um, within it. And it's just, it's just, you know, a master with Shakespeare as a script writer. <laughs> yeah. And it's got Mifune in it as well, who, you know, I know we both love from the Seven Samurai. Yeah. Um, just it's so aggressive, but vulnerable. Um, oh, yeah. It's, it's absolutely incredible. Um, and I, I just loved every minute of it. Sweet. Yeah. That's one I've definitely got to check out. I, I, Man, yeah, we've watched so many good movies this year. I know, yeah. That I've done like a couple of dives, but not real. Like Kurosawa is somebody that I wanted to dive into, but I just really didn't have the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't been able to yet. Um, yeah, that's. And I kind of force myself because I buy them all on Criterion when there's a yeah. sale. Mm-hmm. So I have yeah. like the stack next to my TV that I work through before I can put it on the shelf. So I have yeah. to like, I force myself to kind of, to you know, to watch it, not force myself. It's not like a hardship, but yeah. you know, it's kind of the there. So, um, but yeah, this is definitely one that's, uh, that's worth seeking out. Awesome. Yeah. Great pick. Thanks. What's your number one? My number one is going to beautifully bookend our our top <gasps> five here. Yeah. <laughs> it's the souvenir part one. Wow. Wow, that's yeah, awesome. Man. Yeah. God, such a good movie. Like, I know. just, yeah. you know, yeah. and I knew you couldn't pick it because you, I knew you hadn't seen mm-hmm. it for the first time this year. But yeah, just going back and watching the trailer and, and everything, just, it was a movie that, just completely took me off guard yeah and took me on a journey and surpassed surpassed all my expectations but also just completely like changed my mindset while viewing it wow yeah and and I'm going to get into a spoiler here so if you haven't seen the film skip ahead but um now I'm forgetting all the characters' names. But uh <laughs> what is uh oh wait. I, yeah. What is it what's the actor's name? The main actor. Honor Swinton Byrne. Well, I know it's Honor Swinton Byrne, but like her, her love interest. Oh, um why are they Tom... not labeled? Some, uh, oh my gosh, why are these all out of order? Tom Burke, 
Tom Burt, that's it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like, Neil Young. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they're like all listed out of order. I know. Um, yeah, Tom Burke, like his character, Anthony, like for most of the movie, I was just, did not like the guy. Yeah. So yeah. fed up with the guy, ready for her to break up with him, ready for him to just be out of the picture. I was, I knew there was a part two, and I was like, uh, if there, if he's in part two, I don't know. Yeah. And by the end of the movie, I was like, no, God, yeah. please get like let him yeah. be in part two. No, this is not no. Mm-hmm. Like, just took me in a direction emotionally i did not expect it to be able to pull off i know yeah um and then learning about the the making of the film and how honor swinton Byrne was uh improvising all yeah. of her dialogue i mean she had like read journals joanna hawk's journals to kind of get in the mindset of the character yeah, but to be able to deliver such a performance based on, uh, I mean, it's kind of just like becoming like doing going a method way, but more, mm. you know, not as like problematic, I guess. You know, it's yeah. like it, yeah. it's in collaboration with the director instead of going off the page in a direction the director doesn't want you to or whatever. Yeah, I just can't believe. That they that they made a film that way and it's so good. I know. You know, it's yeah, like yeah. how how did yeah. this happen? I do not understand. Um, yeah, incredible, amazing movie. Yeah, it is. Um, I'm so glad you picked it as well because I feel yeah I feel like those two shows are really entertaining to listen back to, especially. I mean, we recorded them, so especially for me, but. Yeah, and it to to come across two films that you know, and the fact that we've each gravitated towards like a different one of uh-huh. the two is yeah. really interesting as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's incredible. Um, Both of them are just great. I just yeah, I'm in awe every time I watch them. With how yeah, man, are. so good. Yeah. Still need to watch the Eternal Daughter, which mm-hmm. came out this year. Um, which is a yeah. continuation of of all of it. Um, yeah, can't wait it's just to watch it. Staring at me in the face every time I go on streaming, I just need to, yeah. <laughs> you know, find the time to press play. So, yeah, yeah. Um, well, great. That's awesome. Yeah, we did it. Some wonderful films for everybody to check out if you haven't already. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to know what your top yeah. watch. What top release of 2022 was so far? Because I know there's still a ton that came yeah. out this year that you haven't seen. Yeah. But out of everything you've seen, what is your favorite 2022 film? I don't feel like it's been a bad year. You know, like I was looking through kind of releases from this year, and there's quite a few that I gave like five stars to, and then a few that yeah. I didn't, you know, and it could have been one of probably four or five, mm-hmm. which normally. Top film of the year, it's always a bit tricky, you know. Yeah. Um, but I picked the Fablemans. Yeah. yeah. I just it's so good. It's so, it's good. so good. Yeah. And I feel like last year West Side Story really didn't do it for me. Mm-hmm. 
And I kind of it was good, but it was like yeah. yeah, it was like it just felt like a paint by numbers. Yeah, it was like of course you can make West Side Story incredible, yeah. great. I mean, the first yeah. one was good too, but like yeah, you yeah, can well, do it. Like why okay. are you doing it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it just felt very indulgent. Yeah, it did, and I felt a little bit like, am I not like enjoying Spielberg's output anymore? You know. Um, and then I saw the Fablemans, and I was like, okay, like it's just. It's it's incredible. Like it's just yeah. everything I love about Spielberg in a film, um, everything I love about movie making included, um, and I just sat with a big smile on my face for the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and the, yeah. yeah, and it, it's tough because I think like you know Pinocchio was really good. Everything Everywhere All at Once was amazing, but as someone that loves film and the history of cinema and just yeah, The Fablemans is hard to get out of my head. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. The Fablemans was in my top 10 of, mm-hmm. uh, of watches this year, but it didn't yeah. make it to the top five. Uh, my favorite film of 2022 was uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Nice. Yeah. Um, such a great time watching it for the first time. And then I mm. went and I saw it again. Yeah. Uh, two more times in the theater so three times total in the theater amazing every time uh everybody in the film is amazing but yeah i mean because of my nostalgic childhood i really really want ki hu kwan to get a nomination for like best supporting actor and win i know it would be great wouldn't Wouldn't that be so amazing I mean, he yeah. is absolutely incredible in the film. Like his his yeah. performance is is amazing. Yeah, I feel like the the conversation needs to start up again around everything, everywhere, all at once, just to get yeah the Oscar talk, you know, going. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm I'm sure I that mean, he a, got nominated like, for a Golden Globe. So yeah, I'm sure that A24 have got like a strategy in place of like yeah. how to push it. Um, yeah. At the Oscars, I'm sure that it's coming, but I'm like, as the viewers, we need to be talking about how great it is and not let, you know, newer releases, <laughs> Avatar. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't seen Avatar uh, yet for the. Me either. But you know, it's released now for a certain, you know, for the awards. So, <clears throat> yeah. But hey, I don't know. The Oscars, maybe there's some wind changing and it's going to become different but who knows um but yeah everything yeah. everywhere at once was a close th- i mean probably tied for second for me. yeah and again like there's still so many films that came out yeah and are coming out and or that came out in 2022 mm. i still need to see the whale me too um, i've heard good things about lamb yeah from a24 yeah. um bardo Mm-hmm. Uh, Bardo, yeah. False Chronicle of a Handful of Truths from Enaritu, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Alejandro Enaritu, yeah. this new film yeah. I really want to see. Um, and I'm sure I, there's tons more. But. Yeah, I watched Banshees of Inisherin, and that, oh, you is, did? that is phenomenal. Oh, nice. So good. Um, it yeah, looks I mean, really I'm, good. I'm just looking at my highest rated films on Letterboxd from like 2022, and it's like everything, everywhere, all at once Pinocchio, Fablemans, The Batman, Nope. Banshees of Inisherin, Top Gun Maverick. And I'm like, all, yeah, like, Top all Gun, of those yeah. are bloody brilliant, you know? Yeah. Ugh. 
it's been a good year. I think it's been a very good year. It has. Um, I mean, other films from this year that made on on my letterbox mm. uh, were Nope, uh, Top Gun, Elvis, mm. Fablemans, Elvis, Stutz, oh, yeah. uh, Clerks Three, the documentary Lucy and Desi. Mm. Uh, that Amy Poehler did. And yeah. speaking of documentaries, um, American Movie almost made my top film. Wow. I can't stop thinking about it, and I I, yeah. I, I just want to keep watching it and showing it to people. Mm. Um, Flea, yeah. such an incredible documentary. Yeah. Uh, Hands on a Hard Body, Val, the documentary about Val Kilmer. Yeah. All five stars. Wow. Um, okay, so before we get into like other films that almost made the list, like yeah. those other 30 films, <laughs> 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 um, let's uh talk about our favorite film church radio episode because yes. we have done a thing, my dude. We, we have, have gone a whole entire year of Crazy. consistently putting out. Um, sermons every Sunday yeah. on films. <laughs> <laughs> An entire year. Yeah, it's crazy. Every Sunday. Yeah. Um, and it's been a blast. Like I'm, I'm, I'm better for it. Um, I feel the same way. I, I do want to say at this point that I, I did go back and listen to some old episodes, and I really miss recording in the same room. Same. Yeah. 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 It just made me like I don't know what it was. Um, little peep behind the curtain, Brennan and I haven't recorded in the same room for a while. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. What was the last episode yeah. we, we didn't do remotely? I don't even know. Yeah, I mean, it's been a long time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, listening back to some of those episodes, like, man, it was a lot of fun when we just sat down and talked about films. Yeah. And there was, I know this was technically 2021, but when we sat and talked about Spider-Man No Way Home for like three hours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go time. back and listen to that episode yeah. soon because I've I've started to go back and listen to, mm-hmm. to them one by one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was good. It's a good time. Mm-hmm. So what is your favorite? Uh, it, it was tough. I think there's a, there was a lot that like... I remembered like really enjoying recording. Um, but for yeah. me, I think it was Seven Samurai. I think it was nice. the episode that we did on Seven Samurai. I think we both, yeah. for one, it was like, it was, you had picked it, which it always, it felt like it was more of a film that I would have picked in terms of just, you know, the era and like older film, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and we both just came to it and just absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you could tell that, we felt inspired, you know? Yeah. It was one of just a film living up to the hype and us both really just having a blast with it. Yeah. Um, and it was one of those that we'd recorded so long ago that I'd kind of forgotten. So listening to the conversation was fun for me. Yeah. And it makes sense, like, compared to your top film of the year. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. Le- it directly led to it. It was know. hard to, like, to be like, Let's try and pick something else because I was like, it, it genuinely, I think, is my favorite episode this yeah. year. Yeah. So, yeah. What so, about you? So, my favorite is episode 19. Mm. 
I don't know the episode <laughs> <laughs> numbers. <laughs> it is Sergio Leone season part one, The Colossus wow. of Rhodes. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Dude, it's such a great episode. I went back and listened to it the other day, <laughs> and it's just such a fun Rory discussion. Calhoun. Yeah, Roy Calhoun. Like, <laughs> it's such a fun listen. Yeah. Because, like, for one thing, like, like it was the beginning of like deciding that we're going to go through the entire mm. filmography of Sergio Leone. But yeah. then, and, and we kind of ex like our expectations were real low because we were, you know, <laughs> yeah. the, like who knows the Colossus of Rhodes is like a Sergio yeah. Leone film. It's like, but then like actually enjoying it so much and being surprised by it and both of us really enjoying it. And then just like kind of, <laughs> like talking about the movie and yeah you know the best parts of it and the funny parts of it and yeah it's a it's a fun listen yeah. i think that may be the last one we recorded together it might be yeah because when yeah. as soon as you said it, i was like that might be the last one yeah episode 19 wow. now we're on wow. 57 holy smokes yeah i'm gonna it's have to crazy. go back and listen to it yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go back and listen to uh, Seven Samurai. Next one I nice. listen to. Cool. Yeah, dude. Cool. Wow. Um, yeah, so which which films like were close to making the list? So do you have do you have a list also of ones that were close to making it? I have a few. Yeah, okay. ones that like I so flip between. The ones that were in like basically the top 10, like the ones mm. that were in like 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Um, in no particular order, were the Darjeeling Limited, nice, uh, everything everywhere all at once, uh, tape from two thousand one, which is a Richard Linklater film with Ethan mm. Hawke and um, Uma Thurman, uh, filmed on like a high eight tape, yeah, like home video camera <laughs> mm. that Richard Linklater basically just rented a hotel room and like hired um a couple of A-list actors and was like let's make a movie in a day and yeah. it, it is just it's a it's an it's an amazing like one act play mm -hmm. um and then nope and the fablemans nice um so those are top 10 and then yeah. <laughs> Let me just run through all of these. I'm not okay. even going to talk about these movies because no. there's so many. I'm just going <laughs> to run through them. Uh, the United States versus Billy Holiday, Sherlock Jr., Nightmare Alley, Seven Samurai, Souvenir Part Two, Nosferatu, Spencer, For a Few Dollars More, The Northmen, The Seventh Seal, Buffalo 66, Apollo 10 and a Half, A Space Age Childhood, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, A Face in the Crowd, Paris, Texas, Godzilla, <laughs> Top Gun, Maverick. Bottle Rocket, The Black Phone, Brain Dead, Hacks In, uh, American Man. White Wolf in London, The Great Dictator, Touch of Evil, and Man. Almost Famous. Man. <laughs> that's that's a good list. I mean, <laughs> the fact that you had to narrow that, I feel for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, God, there's so many good yeah. ones. Um, but ultimately, I went with the ones that like mm -hmm. really like gut-punched me. Yeah. And made me yeah. feel something. Yeah, mine were the ones, like I said, I've been thinking about it a lot. Mine were the ones that really just stayed with me. You know, like when I'm just kind of out and about, I'm like, oh, yeah, there's that scene from Panther, Panther, Charlie that I really like. <laughs> you know, and like just you take a minute to stop and think about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Touch of Evil was on my top 10. It was, it nearly made it. 
um, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, I thought it was going to be in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Thief. We kind of mentioned Thief already. Um, Terence Malick's The Thin Red Line. Okay. Like, yeah, just absolutely incredible. Um, what else have we got? Days and Confused. Yeah. Um, absolutely love Days and Confused. Um, Link Later again is a director that I've kind of gone back to a lot this year. Um, Election. Loved Election. Yes. Yeah, and we talked about that a list. lot. Um, I mean, it's just, there's just so many like really, really good films that I watched this year that it's hard to, you know, really kind of narrow it down. Five is a tiny number yeah. for us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Flea was incredible. Yeah. Uh, Licorice Pizza, I watched really early this year that kind of nearly made the list. Yeah. Um, and even like the four and a half, some four and a, I had to go back to my four and a half films because I was like, there's a lot in here that I think I'm still thinking about. Point Break, we talked about that on the podcast. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I was wondering yeah. if that would make it because, I mean, a lot of the ones that I just listed off, uh, some of them are four, mm-hmm. some of them are four and a half. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah. It's It's been just, it's been a really good year of films, I feel like. Yeah. Um, and then we watch Morbius, so it, <laughs> it evens out, you know. <laughs> it evens out. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was your first film that you watched cool. in 2022? Mine was Don't Look Up. Don't Look Up. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, mine was, let me pull up my thing. It was a Fritz Lang film <laughs> from 1936 called Fury with Spencer Tracy. Um I think I got it for Christmas and like I I can remember it was Amelia's nap time on like New Year's Day and Chelsea was having a nap and I was building <laughs> Chelsea bought me the James Bond car in Lego for Christmas. Uh-huh. So I was building that while watching the film. Nice. So yeah, it was Fury for its <laughs> <laughs> Who is your most watched actor? My most watched actor was um Takashi Shimura. <laughs> um because nice. yeah, yeah i watched again watched a, a lot, lot of Lord kurosawa of, films and he's in everything yeah so like how many up. films was it nine wow that's yeah. wow that's a lot yeah i feel like someone always sneaks into like my top watch stars that i'm like what my top like, go ahead because it's like takeshi shimura is followed by mifune which is like okay sure and then it's Bruce Campbell, which I'm like, okay, we watch all the <laughs> Evil Dead films, and then we watch Bubba yeah. Hotep, so that's sort of. And then Maya Rudolph is my number four. Uh, yeah, because she's in like Licorice Pizza. She's in yeah. Idiocracy. Yeah, she like did a lot of voice work for like Luca and yeah. Mitchell's versus the Machines. Mm. So yeah, it's always weird. <laughs> it's always very strange. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, Top okay. watched star. My, they're all. I've got four that are tied. Okay. So it's Kevin Smith. Yeah. Jason Mewes. Jason Mewes is, is uh, so Kevin Smith is six films. Jason Mewes is five. Oh, okay. So I'm not sure how that worked out because mm. they're always together. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but my top four that are tied are Kevin Smith, Tilda Swinton. Nice. Chris Pratt and Benedict Cumberbatch, which I think Chris Pratt and yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch are because of Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're they're all six films. 
Um, yeah. And then five films is Michael Madsen, Bruce Campbell, Jason Mewes, Benedict Wong, Justin Long, and Bradley Cooper. Nice. It's weird. Yeah. Cause, um, go ahead. Yeah, my, my five films are Tom Hanks, Tilda Swinton, Harold Lloyd, and Jeff Goldblum. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, I mean, I think we rewatched all of Jurassic Parks uh, this yeah. year, and Deep Cover. That was it. Um, a nineteen ninety two like neo noir with Lawrence Fishburne. Um, yeah, that was really good as well. That should have maybe snuck in somewhere. But um, is yeah. uh, Kurosawa your most watched director? Uh, he isn't. Is it Sergio Leone? It isn't. No. Yeah, it's not. Is it Hitchcock? Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> every year, yeah, every, every year. year, the same yeah. old shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Hitchcock number one with 14 films. There's um, a reason he's tattooed on your body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's true. And I did read his, well, I did read like a really thick biography on him this year. So a lot of, you know, I watched a lot of films about by Hitchcock. Yeah. Um, and then it's Kurosawa, and then it's Leone. Okay. Yeah. Mine is Leone. Yeah. And then Sam Raimi. And then nice. Kevin Smith. Cool. That's a good list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. What are your highs and lows? Um, so my highest average um, was um, Harakiri. From 1962, um, a Japanese film about um, samurai. Um, that was really good as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the average on that was 4.6. So, so okay, what we're doing, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and everybody in between, is we're looking at our stats from Letterboxd. Yeah. So... They've got this highs and lows section that is um, highest average, lowest average, most popular, and most obscure. And this is like highest average means the film that you watched that has the highest average rating over all the ratings, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. My highest average was Seven Samurai with 4.5. Nice. Yeah. Harakiri is 4.6. So close. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, lowest average, we both know what the other person has on here. Is it um, Morbius? Yeah, of course. It <laughs> it's the it's the one of the worst films. Ever. That's funny. Yeah, one point nine. Because uh, I feel like I've watched a lot of bad Terrible. movies this year. As many as I've watched good movies, I feel like there's some other bad movies yeah. in here. Morbius I feel like, is. I, I think that just proves that it doesn't work for anybody. Mm, yeah. You know, like like we were talking like Liquid Sky. Um, a couple of weeks ago didn't work for me but it worked for Zach yeah whereas I'm pretty sure we'd be on the same page with Morbius right yeah yeah. (laughs) Yeah. and then most popular it probably is the same again I would say the Batman Batman? it is yeah the Batman wow yeah most popular okay so how did they is that just the one that's like been reviewed the most or logged the most or something probably i guess yeah Yeah. i would assume it's the one that's been logged the most i was i I was surprised that it wasn't i knew that everything everywhere all at once it kind of was doing really well but hey i mean the batman i mean 
yeah, I mean, it's what people want, and yeah, I don't know what's going yeah. on with DC right now. Like, <laughs> it, it seems a mess. Like, it always seems yeah, like a mess, but like James Gunn seemed like a good choice, and then he was like, you know, yeah, more I Superman. Know. I'm writing a brand new Superman script. I, we'll see. Oh, no. I mean, I I don't like. It, it seems like the choice, like whenever DC makes a choice that people really hate, it ends mm-hmm. up being fine because you think about the, uh, even just the the choice for the Batman to 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 cast Robert Pattinson, people were like, "Ugh, Twilight," yeah, I know, yeah. you know. But now people yeah. love it. You yeah. know, it's like, yeah, give him a chance. We'll see what happens. It's been logged one point four million times. Wow. Yeah. And average rating of 4.1. That's high praise. So most obscure, that's going to be an interesting one. Yeah. What was your most obscure watch? My most obscure watch was from 1947 called High Tide, um, a film noir that I think I watched on like a double disc. It was like two films together because they were both like an hour. Yeah. And I think this was the second one, like the, the lesser one. Yeah. Um, I, I remember the premise. I don't remember anything about the story. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I gave it two and a half. So it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but it's only been logged. Let me have a look. 477 times. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, it ain't Batman. <laughs> how do you see how many times it's been logged? You just click on it. Yeah, if you go to the uh, film underneath where the little green eye is, it says it's been watched by so many people. Gotcha. I still don't see it. It doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just curious. Because my most obscure film is uh, Red Eleven, directed okay. by Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, we talked about it a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, watched by out. 579. Okay. So. Close. Nice. You're more obscure than I am. By a hundred. A <laughs> hundred could mean anything. <laughs> but in this case, it means people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Over 9,000. <laughs> well. I'm at that point now where like we've done looking at 2022 and I'm like, what am I going to watch this next year that's yeah. going to change my life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and I love that. I love that feeling. It's just like who knows what film is waiting out there that I haven't seen. Yeah. Um yeah. Something Woo-hoo! good around the yeah. corner. That's right. Let's hope so. Speaking of which, <gasps> the show must go on. Yeah. And there is a film that we're going to watch next week. There is. I believe there is. I hope so. With all my heart. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I don't know what it is. I don't think you know what it is either. I definitely don't. I was like, <laughs> I really hope you're not going to be like, but Lewis does, because I'll be like, do I? <laughs> now, uh, uh, we we have a guest next week. Awesome. And they're going to tell us what the film is now. <laughs> can't wait I, I do still need to ask the person if they want to be a guest <laughs> on the show so <laughs> when we cut back 
we'll just pretend <laughs> like we know what's going on. Yeah. Hi there. This is CJ Boyce, filmmaker extraordinaire, writer, media consumer, dude that likes to eat. Um, <laughs> my selection for this week is a film called Frailty. It's actually one of the few films that the late, great Bill Paxton, a.k.a. the man that caused my mom a ton of annoyance because I couldn't stop repeating the whole game over, man, line. Um, it's one of the few films that he's directed. It stars Matthew McConaughey, Powers Booth, uh, Bill Paxton himself, and it's a wonderful mystery. It keeps you on the edge of your seat the whole time, and I can't wait to jump into it, analyze it. It's one that I've been wanting to talk about for a while. Uh, I've noticed it hasn't gotten as much love as it should get, and... We're gonna we're here to change that, so can't wait for everyone to tune in. See you. And that'll be the f- the next film, the first film that we watch for the podcast of 2023. Cannot wait. No pressure. Thank you so much, guest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I might re record this part depending That's on what fine. happens. <laughs> well, I can remember when I sent it to Andy. <laughs> When I was like, okay, this is where you're going to have to put it. He was like, wow, you guys sound really enthusiastic. Because <laughs> we were like, wow, that sounds great. Can't wait. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, <laughs> uh, let, me, uh, let me just figure out what to say at the end of this episode now. <laughs> What was that? <laughs> there's like on my road connect there's like buttons that you can press that will like Oh make yeah. Make noises. It's yeah. like yeah. I've always been tempted to just press it like mid episode. I wanted to know what happened, but now we know. Anyway. Well, um <clears throat> that was a really great episode. Yes. It was. <laughs> I had no idea what to expect. Me neither. I mean, <laughs> I know that our kind of film watching varies greatly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, souvenir to where it's, it's at. Good, good yeah, stuff. It is. I think that brings us to the end of the show, does it not? It sure do. <laughs> um, thank you, everybody, for a great year. Thank you for everybody who's been listening for the year and. Yes. Even if you haven't been listening for the year, thank you for any episode that you might have listened to, especially this one. Yeah, because... we appreciate it, and we're going to work really hard in twenty twenty three to to like you know try new things and and I don't know push the boat out a little bit, you know, do some yeah. really cool things. So uh, one of the, one of which is coming up relatively soon. So keep your eyes peeled, and we'll have more information on that within the next week or so. I think. Yeah, I think so. We will. Yeah. Um, um, if you want to help us out, please tell people about the show. Spread the love of Film Church and uh, get people to join the congregation. You can find us on all good podcast platforms. Um, we're even on YouTube where you can view our faces on the special guest episodes. Um, and then we're also on all the social media platforms at Film Church Radio. We post. Uh, weekly updates of the films we're watching and uh, little clips of the episodes so you can listen to a little clip to see if you actually want to listen to the episode or not 
Um, so check those out. And if you want to follow Lewis and I individually, you can find us on Letterboxd, where we rate and log all of our films. I am at Selman Scope, and Lewis is at Walker Lewis 3007. That's Thanks, right. everybody. It's been a great year. It has. Yeah, and we let us know. Send us a message wherever you can, and let us know what your top film of the 2022 was that you watched. Yes, I want to we know. We want to know. Yeah, for sure. I really think he's contributing to cinema. Yeah, he's contributing shit. <laughs> cool. Perfect. Like a pro. <laughs> Thanks, y'all. Thanks, everyone. Keep saying your film church prayers. Amen. Amen. I think he... I think he is... I think... Wait, sorry. That's not right either. I really think he is contributing to cinema. Well, uh... <laughs> Well, uh...